You all right there, Hector? Oh, I'm fucking great. That's all right. <laughs> Let's get this shit over with. <laughs> so, Los Angeles, February 22nd, this upcoming Tuesday. Tuesday of next week, whatever. We're at Jam in the Van. You want to go to jaminthevan.com and get your tickets for Dave, Weasel, and Friends. We've got a big, fat, dick, stacked lineup. Kate Quigley headliner. We got Brian Callen, Jamie Kennedy, Jenny Johnson, Ken Onkaya, Faisal Lawrence, and this guy who's sitting across the table from me right now, Hector Resen- Resida. <laughs> Always Resida. Resendez. Resendez. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> Canada. Nobody ever does. There's probably three Resendezes in Canada, and they're just visiting. They're all my cousins. <laughs> As always, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash valleyboyspod. You kick us money and we go out and buy booze with it. This week, our donors, or sorry, enablers. You people aren't donors, you're enabling this shit. <laughs> I'm trying to better my life and you're trying to ruin it. So this week, it's shitty Kevin, shitty Stephanie, shitty Brody, shitty Julia, shitty Kathy, a lot of women. And our gay dad this week is shitty Jacob. Jake Hibb. Yeah, spell with an E. What a loser. <laughs> Thanks for the money, idiots. <laughs> See, I wonder if I, if, if, like, when I was a teenager, we did this prank. When, I, uh, you know, we had this uh, Tom Green videos going around, and I was in a filmmaking class, you know, and we had this jackass of a teacher who encouraged this sort of thing. You know, he would like the Tom Green videos, and he's like, go out there and, you know, drink milk out of a condom at a donut shop type of thing. Oh, my God. You know, this is some 23-year-old teacher. This is way up in northern Manitoba at a residential school, which they say no longer exists. But I assure you they do. I had to drink condom out of a... <laughs> I drink condom out of a milk carton. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> we had this thing called the Teens for Fun Foundation where we dressed up and went around soliciting donations, saying, would you like to donate to the Teens for Fun Foundation? We take your money and go out and have fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you catch them on the way to the grocery store or whatever. They don't even listen to you. They're just like, oh, here's a loony. Yeah, That's fantastic. Yeah. You ever do stupid shit when you were a kid that you wish you could still do? Dude, I don't, I don't really want to do this anymore. But when I was a kid, I was living in Iowa. Okay, I was in high school. That's when I started, like, socializing. And when I was in Iowa, we did... I don't know why we did this. We just did this. We would go... And I'm sorry, Brandon, for this. If you ever, like, had this happen at your stops. we go to truck stops near the area because we lived in Iowa... And we would steal plungers for no reason. And my friend's a bathroom in the garage that we hung out with had like 20 plungers by the toilet from different like truck stops that we would steal them from. See, plungers are like, uh, it's they're like cigarettes in prison. That's a currency. <laughs> with all the giant dumps you guys are taking. Oh man, those freaking just truckers like 16 hour driving and just compacted on there just sitting down. Oof. Yeah, that's what Brandon's doing right now. That and uh, picking up lot lizards. <laughs> I love that. We had someone comment about that. They're like, lot lizards are everywhere. Like, not just by truck drivers. And I'm like, you sound like you are an expert. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm an expert. I've just done a couple field studies, you know. On these lot lizards. <laughs> yeah, everyone takes giant dumps in Iowa. You know, I was there many years ago. I was in a town called Davenport, Iowa. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I saw a quadfecta of filth. And this isn't judging people in this situation. I'm just saying, filth is the wrong word. Let me take that back. Let me just backpedal here. I saw uh, a four-headed beast that I'll never be able to replicate in my life. So <laughs> it was this bar. Um, right after we were done playing, there was amateur strip night. 
in oh, Iowa. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you've if if you've ever been to an amateur strip night. It's a thing, and Ugh. it's just as awful as it sounds. It just means any drunk person can go up and just start stripping for the cash prize of like eight bucks. And so Jeez. in Iowa, these people but bring their sisters didn't practice. Yeah, you see your own sister up there, sure. So this one woman goes up, and the announcer is like, he's this drunk jackass, and he's a total piece of shit, scuzzy douche. You can just tell. He's wearing one of those hats that looks like he should sell newspapers or play <laughs> no, like, man, you know? Peaky blinder, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And he's standing there, and he goes, and next up is Skunky. Skunky, oh my yeah. God. And so Skunky gets up there, and the first thing she does is yell at this dude who's standing on the side of the stage, right? She's just like, my name's not Skunky. It's it's Cherry Blossom. And he's like, no, it is definitely <laughs> Skunky. We smelled, we know. No, she was called that because this is a genetic whatever trait oh, where no. people with black hair will have like a little tuft, a little puff of white oh, okay. hair. You know what I mean? And so that's what she had. And he called her skunky. And she's trying to say, that's not my name. And he's like, no, it is. And she's like, my real name is Cherry Blossom. And he's like, it doesn't matter. And so she goes up and she strips down. And me and my mates are st- sitting in the back. And this guy beside us, on one side of us, he's like, Man, Skunky's looking fat these days. Oh my god, dude. And then the dude on the other side leans over us and he goes, She ain't fat, she just pregnant. Oh my god. Yeah. So Skunky lost. She didn't get the she, eight bucks. Oh. Uh, you know, she, I think someone threw a drink at her, so that's a free. Well, that's four beers, though. Yeah. That's four beers at fucking an Iowa strip club. Yeah. And this is, I'm not shaming anyone. I'm sorry. It's just a funny story because it, there's more. At the end of the night, we're loading our shit out. This is when I was in a band. It was before comedy. So, like, we're going all the way back to, like, 2006 or some shit. And, yeah, I wasn't even legal drinking age. But I don't think any of the strippers were either. So, (laughs) we're loading up the shit, and Skunky is in the alley on her cell phone. You know, one of those old-timey flip phones? like Oh, God, yes. Peaky blinders. And (laughs) she's just yelling and sobbing. She is crying. And my bandmate, who's six foot seven, uh, nudges me and goes, take a look right there. That is a pregnant stripper named Skunky crying. Oh, man. And that image will never be replicated. You can't. Like, where do you go from there? I feel like that should be on your state flag. It really should. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. Like, there are different strip clubs that I've been to in Iowa. I don't really like strip clubs that much. I feel really skeezy. But, like, dude, yeah. Dude, me neither. I said that on the last podcast. Yeah, you did. I've only been to a couple of them. And sure enough, everyone's like, bullshit. You've been to so many strip clubs. No, I haven't. Again, it's like going to a restaurant, paying good money to look at the food. Why would I do that? (laughs) Oh, there was food. So yours was a step up. I'm sure you could pay more to get a little extra. When I was in when I was in uh, Omaha, there was this uh, strip club. It, the only strip club because in uh, Nebraska you can't. They have to do showgirls. They can't cover. They can't show below the waist, and they have to have to have like nipple covers. But in Iowa, just over the bridge, um, there was a place called the Playhouse, and there was like a twenty dollar cover charge. You could bring your own booze in there, but you can't be bottles. It has to be cans. And that is some fucking back to the bullshit. A strip club you can bring your own booze in. So we walked so in like, there with like a thirty, like a thirty, a dirty thirty, a freaking Keystone, just uh, walking in there, passing it out to this kid that just turned twenty-one. His nice. mom gave him money. I was like, "Honey, you have a great time. I gave you eighty dollars in ones." He goes, "Thanks, mom." In ones, yeah, he knows. Yeah, yeah, dude. Sorry, she knows what he's gonna be doing. 
That's probably how she met his dad. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Continue. And uh, afterwards, we got him a we got him a lap dance, and he comes. He's this nerdy kid. The whole time we know him, we knew him like when he was working there in high school. Then he turned twenty one. We're like, Kevin, we're taking you to a fucking strip club. And we took him to the strip club. We got him a lap dance. He came out like, how was it, man? He has his shoulders up. He goes, she let me touch your boobs, and that was the greatest like moment for all of us for yeah. that kid. That's awesome. We all know someone like that. <laughs> and in Nebraska, you know they're real boobs. Yeah, totally. Like here, so you remember on the forty year old virgin. When the guy is... With like a bag of sand? Yeah. It's, it's like, you know when you grab a boob and it's like a bag of sand and, and they're like, no? Well, that's what I love about Orange County specifically because when there's an earthquake, you could tell who had work done because <laughs> everything else moves. Everything else moves except what they had done. So like their face stays still, their boobs <laughs> stay still. And I don't get why people get mad when people cheat on their spouses in Orange County. It's like, babe, you look like everybody else. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you have the same big lips as everybody, the same big boobs. You look like a lizard that is a victim of domestic abuse. Like <laughs> else in Orange so yeah, Hector's from Orange County. I am from L.A. We got the Orange County comedian versus the L.A. comedian, which means one of us is working and the other one is <laughs> not yet. He's got to come to L.A. <laughs> no, I've been to a I've been to a couple of these shows uh, to watch you and, and yeah. to watch Ken on in Orange County, and they're they're always in bars and like there's something about bar shows. I'm not saying I'm above that. I'm just saying I would need a time machine to go back like eight years to do that. Yeah. And a gun with one bullet to kill myself. See, I started, when I started doing comedy, I started in uh, Omaha, Nebraska, and it was at a completely open mic where it was. Did you bring music. your own beer in? No, we couldn't. No, no, no. But people brought their dogs in. That was great. And uh, it was uh, music, poetry, and comedy. And the poetry, I, I don't, I love, if you're a poet, great, good for you, speak your truth, whatever like that. I get so cringy when I hear people doing slam comedy, because there'd be some guy just standing up there, he just stands there for like a minute and then goes, fuck, I hate my life, I hate my everything, what am I doing, my mom and my dad, I can't stand this. And I'm just like, dude, oh my God, I, I can't stand this. And I, I get, it. it's pure cringe, but those people are living out. Their truth. You know what I mean? Like, they're yeah. sitting in their room, yeah. and they're like, I'm pouring my soul out. And it's embarrassing for it's the rest so of us. It's so embarrassing, dude. But isn't it an entertaining train wreck? Doesn't everyone love a good train wreck? There's one thing that, like, this chick was reading her poetry, and she was this quiet little white girl, a little dress on, so you can tell she's super introverted. And her friend came there. Uh, she had, like, a leather jacket. She could kick ass. And she's standing up listening to her friend doing poetry. And like you say, with bars, they kind of suck because people in the background are talking. They don't give a fuck that there's a show going on. Mm -hmm. People are talking in the back. And she's trying to read her poetry. And this chick, her friend there, turns around and goes, Shut the fuck up! My friend's doing poetry! And everything went silent. I'm like, I want that friend to come to every show that I do. Awesome. <laughs> that is a friend to have. See, you are kind of that friend. <laughs> um, Hector, Hector is a very big supporter of comedy. Um, even... I'm not. If it has nothing to do with me, I don't <laughs> care. Um, except for when I go to yours and Kenon's shows, but that's few and far between. And but when you go, you actively drive sixty miles to go and see yeah. comedy, which is fucking awesome. But you're also a big laugher. <laughs> yeah, you're you're very supportive, and you have a huge laugh. You are the guy that every comedian wants. I feel like if if you're if you like Hector and you want to book him, uh, let's do this now. He's at Five burritos, but spelled out F-I-B-E. Grammatically, um, because you don't start a sentence with a number. You spell it out. Right. And he's from uh, Iowa. That's as high as they count. <laughs> <laughs> so five burritos. Check him out. 
And uh, even if you don't want him on your show, you want him at your show because he's a very loud laugher. <laughs> and when you, when you have somebody like that in an audience, if you're doing one of these god-awful suicide mission uh, bar shows, you have someone like that screaming with laughter, it shuts everybody up too. I actually had a moment where uh, Josh Adam Myers got booked at a show in Huntington Beach, this tiny bar, it's a karaoke bar called Shanghai Room. And oh, when, I know him. Yeah, and uh, he so we did the show, and it was like pre-pandemic, and uh, before he uh, he went into that show, I had a set that night too, and I came over to the show afterwards. My friend was hosting it, and uh, I go in there, and uh, I go in there, nobody's laughing, dude. This dude's like every single joke is like it's just not hitting, and then I go in there, and then I start laughing, and everybody else starts laughing afterwards. Laughter's contagious. Yeah, and he goes, you know what, you guys, I'm sorry, I gotta stop right here. I have a he had like a Netflix thing he was about to shoot. He's like, I had a whole set. I was going to do this Netflix set for you guys. I figured, no, whatever. I'm going to kill it, you know. But this is a small bar. You guys all know each other, right? Everyone goes, yeah. He's like, you guys are here to have fun, right? They go, yeah. And he goes, I'm sorry. I didn't treat this like comedy. I treated this like a job. I should have yeah. I should have played I should have played the room, read it, and done it. So I'm going to start over. Is that okay with you guys? They go, yeah. And he started over. He fucking killed it, dude. Nice. He had people rolling. And it was just crazy. And afterward, I went up to him. I'm like, Hey man, I'm Hector. I saw you. He's like, I saw you come in the room. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah. You had a pink shirt on. You have your freaking big old man bun. I saw you come in, and as soon as you started laughing, everybody started laughing. So I want to thank you for yep. coming to this show. A hundred percent. That is exactly the truth. Laughter is contagious, and we were talking about this earlier. Also, shout out to that guy. Uh, again, I don't actually, I don't, I know of him. We just started yeah. following each other online, but he does that goddamn comedy jam. I think. Oh, oh Jeff Dye? I really hope I'm not talking about the wrong person. Whatever. Ignore that part. Uh, <laughs> to anybody that matters listening to this, don't listen to that. I'm pretty sure it's him. But we, we were just talking about that, how uh, when you're a comedian, everyone says, oh, it sucks going up after someone that kills. No. Bullshit, dude. Yes. And like, no, I'm not humble bragging, but <laughs> I've gone up after some huge fucking names. And it's the best time to go up. They're ready, dude. They're already in that moment. They're screaming, laughing. They're they're warmed up. They're ready to go. If if they don't laugh at that point, you just suck. It's <laughs> just not good. You killed the vibe, bro. You are the buzzkill. You're the fucking... <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's why I like... Um, I do want to get something going in Orange County. It's uh, There's not many... So with Valley Boys demographics, because we can see everything. We can see how many people <laughs> listen. Oh, yeah. How they listen. Like what platform. Oh, it's cool. Age, location, and they show you county by county. Also, the Valley Boys listeners are the ugliest of all podcasts. <laughs> like, far away. Like, when Spotify did their year end thing, they were like, we can't say anything about the Valley Boys because their listeners are too fucking ugly. They will break your phone screen. <laughs> Just like every single amateur stripper in Davenport, you'll have a big crack on your phone screen. The biggest but crack. It goes... For, for the Valley Boys, it's L.A. County, number one. Oh, cool. Uh, Riverside County, number two. I don't know. Yeah, that Inland Empire, dude. Whatever county the San Francisco's in, and then Orange County. So, like, there's oh. not a lot of Orange County bullshit. Yeah. That's why I'm bringing you in to hope to... Get that, get that Orange County demographic in there, yeah. <laughs> so, if you're a bar owner in Orange County, as much as I hate bar shows, I do want to do a weekly show here. Some kind of showcase, if you will. Um... <laughs> Where it's just, it's 10 comics, but all 10 of them are me. So it's like, 
Dave Weasel first, second, and then last. And Hector can. Uh, we'll sprinkle him in there somewhere. You can no, you can host. That's true. Yeah, definitely. Because you got to introduce me every time. Because I got to drop the mic and leave the stage. I, I actually love it. <laughs> that was Dave Weasel. Everybody, give it up for Dave Weasel. Okay, this next comic, I love him. He's great. My favorite still Mexican. Give it up for Dave Weasel. Uh, still Mexican. <laughs> frostbacks are my favorite term for uh, for Canadians. <laughs> I love frostbacks. Dude, you had that one joke where it's about me. <laughs> and, and, and it was so weird because you were telling that in front of everybody and they're all looking at me, you know? Was that you? He was like, yeah, that was me. Like, uh, who, what other drunk Canadians do you know? Do you um, think Hector knows a lot of drunk Canadians? Like, <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> so they do treat uh, the neighbors to the south a little differently than, than the neighbors to the north. It's so true. Hector has a joke about that. And he uses me as an example. Do you want to tell that story about the concert we were at? Yeah, so we went to a concert and uh, we... Uh, Wait, it was... Uh, it was Coheed and Cambria and yeah, The Used, yeah. which were amazing. They we were fantastic. we had VIP tickets. Oh, we yeah. had backstage passes. And they that we couldn't use. Yep. We, we show up to the backstage and they were like, oh, you're just friends with the band. You're not like a Mercedes sponsor. Get out of here. They kicked us out. No, but like we're friends with the band. Well, he's friends with the band. He's like, no, you can't come back here. Like, right? But that was that was what they said. You're just friends with the band. Like, and it's like that's what this pass is for. That's what this fucking means, dude. I literally have this because no. Whatever. Shout out to Claudio and the gang. For real, they did a good job. And he, your their friend even uh, messaged you like, just come back here. Yeah. <laughs> and he, you're like, bro, they're literally not letting us. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, just walk back in. Just tell them I said it's okay. And I'm like, I did. I and tried I, to pretend I was in the band. And we had my brother there too. I'm like, bro, we got two Mexicans in this, dude. We can we can make this happen. <laughs> just like Cohen. Yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> just like Cohen. Yes, uh, we can make this happen. We can jump you over there. We can jump Brandon over there. <laughs> Anyways, so what happened at that show? Oh yeah, so we're at the show and uh, we're drinking. We got Dave got really shit faced. So it was great. And uh, so like when we're leaving. He's gonna go uh, get another drink. And as he's climbing over, like my brother and all stuff, he falls over and he's like pukey drunk. And one of the people there like was like, all right, man, you got to go. And I looked at him and I go, no, no, man, it's okay. It's okay. He's fine. He's just Canadian. And the guy looks at me and he goes, oh, okay. Like, like, like that. Like nothing. Yeah, it's okay. They kicked you out because you're Mexican. For real. They brought out the fucking red carpet for you and they bring out the fucking ice van for me. It's fucking bullshit, <laughs> dude. Ugh. They built a wall so you can't get back in. This is Irvine, California. You're not allowed back here. Mm-mm. Also, I wasn't pukey drunk. I was just was, was pretty sauced. I smuggled in an entire bottle of whiskey. Which was genius. That was awesome. What's I love it. What's the name that. of that venue? Five Arrows? Uh, I think a five... Five... five it's an amphitheater in Irvine. Five Burritos Amphitheater. Five Burritos? Yeah. <laughs> At Five Burritos. You follow them on Instagram. <laughs> Go tag there. No, and, but... I managed to bring in this entire fucking bottle of whiskey. And then... You told me to get the, the worst bottle. And then I got this other bottle. And you're like, Hector... Thank you for making this choice. This is actually really good shitty whiskey. <laughs> it, yeah, you got the you got the best of the bottom shelf because I'm yeah. the bottom shelf guy. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like the dirtier the better. I'm not I'm not in it for taste. No. I'm in it for the effect. I'm here for the poison's effect, not for the how good it feels. At the end of the day, it's all the same. It is. It doesn't matter how how much you spend on booze, and and you know what? If whiskey or whatever is your thing, and you got the money to spend on it, go for it. I don't. So I drink the cheapest shit and get just as drunk as all of you. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of that. <laughs> Speaking of which. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got another one? Uh, yeah, let's grab another one. All right. So as you know, we got a segment on this show. I'm so excited for this. Yeah. This is uh, the Florida Man segment where if you're unfamiliar with it, if you're a first-time listener, make better choices in life. <laughs> but 
I'm going to read three headlines, but there's a twist because Hector is from Iowa. I moved to Iowa. I'm not from Iowa, but I do. Born? I was born in Mexico. Whittier. I was born in Whittier, <laughs> Mexico. Yeah, I was born in California, the the rich part of Mexico. But you, <laughs> but he grew up or lived in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Actually, same as Brandon. I feel like Bra- no, other way around. Brandon was born in Iowa. But grew up out here. You're both a couple of Iowa boys. <laughs> Iowans, if you will. So we're going to play the Florida Man game where I'm going to read three headlines. And it, this is not a process of elimination. So every single one of these hooligans is going to be from either Iowa, Canada, or Florida. Oh, excited. And it could be all Florida. It could be one of each. There's any combination. They could all be Iowa. You never know. Oh, God. Okay. So the first headline. Man arrested after throwing bag of used needles at people. Did that happen in Iowa, Canada, or Florida? Well, that's Florida, bro. That's totally Florida. Yeah, I feel I, I kind of get that because needles. Yeah. But also needles are everywhere. Dude, that's I was true. in Del Taco the other day, and there was a needle on the floor there. Not Jesus. even in the bathroom. Dude was just waiting for his, you know, one ninety nine chalupa, and decided. Gonna get fucking high first. Diabetes is a problem, man. Diabetes is a huge problem. But throwing them at people does sound like Florida. Diabetes. <laughs> it does sound like Florida. No, sir. That is Canada. Oh no! Oh what? Specifically what? Winnipeg. I oh. should I should have said that the Canada headlines come from Winnipeg, which is basically the Florida of Canada and the Iowa combined of Canada. That last thing you had, I'll show you how to talk about Winnipeggers, and that makes me seem very, uh, very uh, inclining about going there. You do not want to go to Winnipeg. I it mean, sounds like a good time, though. Winnipeggers? Come it's on. probably minus 30 right now. And oh, it's, yeah. You know, oh. I'm not so good at Celsius oh. and Fahrenheit. I'm oh. still Celsius brained. So it's like minus 30 Celsius. That's like. That's even colder Fahrenheit. It's like minus 15, no, no. 20 Fahrenheit. Yeah, that's right. But we're 80 degrees here. And what is. That would be like 30 50. something. Really? Which is hot. Jesus. Which is hot even in the summer. But it's I'm just saying, why aren't people using Kelvin? I said I'm American. Like that's that's the real that's the hipster of all forms of uh, temperature gauging. Nah, dude, that's the cryptocurrency version of that <laughs> shit. The crypto version of it's that. Like, why are we all using <laughs> a centralized version of this shit? Bro, how hot is it? Oh, 78. Oh, you're using Fahrenheit, bro. I use Kelvin's. Fuck that. Uh-uh. <laughs> Imagine somebody doesn't know that. That's that's. I feel like that is grounds for self-defense in court. <laughs> Why'd you murder him? Oh, I said something about Calvin. And they're like, oh, God, here's your medal. Bye. Oh, sir, I'm so sorry. You're like, ugh. All right, next headline. Uh, man sentenced to life in prison after killing his friend in a fight over mayonnaise. Iowa. You knew that. I knew that right knew away. That. That's not a cheating. I know. I didn't know that before. I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that headline. I haven't heard that headline. I just, that sounds like an Iowa thing. Are you guys big on mayonnaise, like the British or some shit? Bro, in high school, my first job was Subway, and I had one kid that I went to school with, and every single time he came in there, we would just empty out half the bottle of. He, had, he got a cold cut trio. If you're listening to this, man, I'm sorry. I'm gonna put you on blast. But he got. I had emptied out half the bottle of mayonnaise on his entire fucking sub, and it was. Disgusting. So I'm like, yeah, mayonnaise. That's, that's Iowa. some Iowa shit. I feel like that would be the fancy condiment. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, 
hey man, I didn't steal enough ketchup packets, but I got this one mayonnaise. And everybody, all your siblings and step siblings, because I feel like everyone in Iowa has step siblings. They all yeah. share that one mayonnaise <laughs> packet. Bro, yeah, fuck it. Mayonnaise is also over. half the ingredient with secret sauce, so you know, gotta mix What's ketchup, ketchup and mayonnaise, bro. Okay, ketchup, gotcha. ketchup and mayonnaise. It's amazing, amazing. That blew my mind when I moved to Iowa. All right, well we have <laughs> we have cool shit over here. <laughs> we have ranch over here. Also over there, Midwesterners <laughs> love ranch. It's the nectar of the gods. No, that is an American thing. Okay, like, is it really? I didn't realize. So, like thirty percent of Americans are ranch dressing. Yes. Like if you did a DNA yes. test, like 23 of oh. me, 30% ranch dressing. Because it's delicious. But like you put it on everything. Like yeah. I go to a food truck and they're like, do you want ranch for your fries? I'm like, what the fuck? But yes. Yeah, yeah, I, yes. Did, yeah I amalgamated <laughs> to that. You know, when I do that citizenship test one day. <laughs> it has to be on there. <laughs> it's a multiple choice question. And the answer is D, everything. <laughs> the way you put it on. But yeah, we don't we don't do that. We put it on salads in Canada. You know, maybe some weirdos eat it with fry, but like it's not it's not like a ubiquitous thing. Bro, people put ranch on pizza, bro, and it's delicious. The crust, maybe. Yeah. Well, okay. So I did, like I said, okay. I amalgamated. I am a ranch believer. You know what I mean? <laughs> ranch dressing came knocking on my door and said, "Have you heard the word of the ranch?" And I said, "No," and it it, it lured me in. You, accl- everything. you acclimated to, to American life. <laughs> I did. And I pay my taxes. I feel like Trump and Biden should give me a green card. But they really should. Yeah, you pay more taxes than they did. So it was great. I sure did. <laughs> All right, next headline. And this is the last one. Okay. So, man found naked in bathtub after break-in. So the dude broke into a house and was discovered, caught red-handed, in the bathtub, but naked. No water. He's just lying in the bathtub without his clothes on. I want to say Iowa again. That is a very good guess. But... No. Canada? No, no. Here's the thing. I understand why you're throwing off, but think bathing. That's not in Iowa. Oh, that's true, yeah. I've been to many... Uh... No, dude, this is naked Florida, man. Oh, no. <laughs> as soon as something... Okay, if something involves meth, Florida. If okay. something involves being naked, Florida. <laughs> okay. Or an alligator, but that's quite obvious. Well, that's very obvious, yeah. I think we mentioned this before. I don't know what context this is, but Iowa is the dildo capital of America. That makes a lot of sense. I don't know if it's referring to sales or manufacturing or just everyone there is a dildo, but it's the dildo capital of America. Well, the Iowa unofficial slogan is Iowa, go fuck yourself. So it makes sense that, you know, <laughs> the dildos would be sold more there. Dude, that's better than Winnipeg because we were on The Simpsons once. Oh, yeah. The Simpsons went to Winnipeg oh, and the sign said, Welcome to Winnipeg. If you weren't born here, what's your excuse? <laughs> and we've sort of adopted that. We're like, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's the most the famous fuck thing. Are you doing here? <laughs> I'm not even from Winnipeg. I just spent the most amount of years there than everywhere. I went there for college, right? Okay. And then I accidentally stayed like eight more years. Oh, uh, yeah. You know how it goes. But growing up in Iowa, very different. Like when I moved out from, so when I moved out from like California to Iowa, it was my sophomore year in high school. I was at like this, the, the county fair. I'm upstairs, like I'm on the stands, I'm playing my Game Boy because I'm weird. And a bunch of kids just come up to me and they go, Are you Hector? I'm like, Yeah, like, <laughs> hi, I'm in your class. I'm like, Really? Like, ah, so are all these kids. Like, really, all of you guys are in my class? Like, yeah. I'm like, 
cool, awesome. She's like, you're Mexican? You don't sound Mexican. I'm like, <laughs> what does that mean? Talk like this? I can talk like this if you want me to. You know, if you want me to talk like this, I can talk like this, but I don't want to do that. You know, like it's just something I don't want to do. You know. And then they're like, do they call ice or do they embrace you? No, they embrace me totally because I sound I sound like them. So it was very easy to uh, have me come in there. You know, like, oh, he's from he's from Cal he's Mexican, but he sounds like us, so we're good. And then she's like, but you're from California. I can tell you're from California. I'm like, how? Like you sound like it. I'm like, what? I have no. I didn't even. I didn't even smoke weed by then. Are my words just more chill? Do I sound like more relaxed than people? I don't know. But like living in Iowa was weird because like I was the only Mexican kid in uh, the school. I think the only reason why I ever got any dates was because they knew I wasn't related to them. <laughs> yeah, the dating pool is uh, quite broad for you there. Very broad, yes. And I'm just happy I moved to the Midwest and not the South. Because I moved to the South, I wouldn't have any dates. I don't have any cousins out there. You know? <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking no one. But it was really a different experience in Iowa because like... They'd offer you a job in the South. Oh yeah, but I can't live off $3 an hour, man. Like, <laughs> I, I can't do it, dude. Like I don't know how they do it, but... It's because got 12 of us living in like a one-bedroom apartment. That's how we do it. I don't know, man. Have you ever been to Arkansas? I've driven through it. You can live off $3 an hour there. Yeah, but is it really living, though? Like, well, you can buy a house, I'm sure. Yeah. But what's a house? Four walls and a fucking roof. <laughs> a place of shit. And no one can see you. That is bizarre how the, like, the population is so diluted that you have to fuck your own cousin. Same thing kind of happened to me. I mean, like, the exact opposite, right? So <laughs> Speaking I'm, of fucking my cousin, crazy thing happened. Cousin, but the exact opposite. No, I mean, I'm talking about, like, uh, the new boy in town, uh, fresh blood. But I did fuck my cousin. <laughs> now, I'm, I, I was living in uh, Sudbury, Ontario. Shout out to that place. And I moved to um, Cranberry Portage, Manitoba. Which is cranberry port inch? Yeah, with portage, like portage. portage. Like what's what's a port inch? Port, it's when you it's it's a stretch that you have to carry a canoe between river to river. Okay. Oh Jesus! Okay. God damn. <laughs> I know, dude. We got this uncultured buffoon here. Who's <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know. I'm, I'm, Are you I'm, Samoan? I'm very. I I get that a lot. Only in appearance. Only That's in appearance. It. You'll see him. You'll meet Brian Kellen. He's at Jam in the Van on February 22nd. On Tuesday. Featuring two all of us. And Brian Kellen. But he asks everybody that's like a big, beefy fuck. Like, <laughs> hey, man. Are you Samoan? <laughs> like... Bomba's mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bomba's, you're also giving to someone in need. Bombas designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a luxuriously cozy feel. They're made from super soft materials like merino wool, pima cotton, and even cashmere, which makes them the perfect cozy winter layers. There's a pair of Bombas socks for everything you do. They come in tons of options like... Comfy performance styles for every sport and activity that keeps you moving. Bombas t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabric, and the perfect weight so they hang just right. Bombas underwear has a barely there feel with second skin support that might make you forget they're even there. In a good way. And did you know that socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters? That's why Bombas donates one for every item you buy. So far, Bombas customers like you 
have helped donate over 50 million items of essential clothing. Go to bombas.com slash valleyboys and get 20% off any purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash valleyboys for 20% off. Bombas.com slash valleyboys. It depends on who I'm talking to in HB because apparently there's a very big uh, Samoan crime family in uh, Huntington Beach, so... Oh, and that's where you're headed after this, right? To do a quote-unquote massage. Is that code for an execution? Uh, we'd like to call it that. Yeah, it's a 90-minute execution. It's great. Okay, okay. And 300 and something dollars? Uh, at least, yeah. I feel like that's, that's a little low on the scale. You're kind of undervaluing your whole industry. I know. No, for the record. Or Mexicans Hector, are cheaper, Hector though. So. Not... <laughs> <laughs> cheaper. Could you imagine that? Like if the Mexican mob did like hits, you know, or the Canadian mob. They, Let's outs- say the Canadian they outsource the Mexican mob. But you know what? We'll pay you guys about like a, a tenth of what we usually pay. Yeah, it's like, uh, how much to, to kill my wife? And they're like... Well, if you want to get a Mexican hitman, it costs a lot less, but... What would the details be on that? A Mexican hitman. Mm. So so he's thinking about going and hiring, you know, your typical street gang. Or I, I actually don't know how to hire a hitman. But if, if uh, he wanted to outsource it to, say, Mexico yeah. or to... A Mexican gang. How much would it cost? Say it's a thousand dollars on the low end. Three seventy-five, totally. Three seventy-five for a Mexican hitman. So you answered that awfully quick. I, I I don't know why it just came to me. Maybe I'm like genetically Mexican, so maybe it just came forth inside me. You and know, it my agent itself? is a former CIA officer. Oh well, I'm. His name's Hector Reseda. <laughs> Hector Reseda. Yes, please look up Hector Reseda because that is totally my name. But no, like, it was weird because, like, out there, like, living out in the Midwest, it was weird because, like, I would, there's this uh, town, it's called Storm Lake, and it had, like, the uh, university, and it was only, like, 30 minutes away, but it had a Tyson factory, so it means a lot of Mexicans are there. And, uh, like, it was very conservative in the Midwest, and I had lots of friends who were, like, I'd be talking to them, then all of a sudden, like, at some point, they talk about, like, Mexicans, and they look at me, and they go, oh, but it's okay, Hector, you're one of the good ones. Mm. And I'm like, what? Does, one of the good ones. What? What does that mean? One of the good ones. Like, I thought, what? And then, like years later, I'm apparently a, me- a rapist, a drug dealer, or a murderer. And I'm like, that's <laughs> one third true. But <laughs> well, in fairness, that was only said by somebody running for president who won. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. <laughs> yes. One saying that shit. Yes. But like, it was See, it's the opposite for white people. When when someone uh, tells a white person, like, hey. You're one of the good ones. It's like the biggest compliment. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, thank God. But that's, <laughs> you know, that's what it was like moving up north where uh, I, I go up there and I'm doing the Manitoba accent for anyone listening. Manitoba. Manitoba is actually our biggest audience. Remember we were talking about demographics? Bring so me up here, Canada. Back. I want to go. I, I, I want poutine. I want real poutine. I Let's want go to real. Vancouver. It was what? Vancouver. You can get everything there. Yeah, I still got to get a fucking, what is it, a passport? <laughs> what is that? Uh, uh, well, they won't let you in with a Mexican passport if oh, it's forged. Fuck. Okay. Well, that's the only one I got, you know? A forged one, yeah. But living up north there, uh, I was the only white guy in the school. Wow. And, and they called me, again, I'm doing the accent based on, it's a Manitoba accent. The white people do it too. But they're like, hey, what's up there, white meat? <laughs> white meat. That was their, that was their fantastic kind of sounds slightly irish that was my gang it, it does doesn't it it sounds slightly irish yeah 
I'm all down for the Irish. Are there any Irish listeners? And you're redheaded. But somehow even more alcohol. But they said, <laughs> and the, again, that's a Manitoba thing. That's not a racial connection. No, no, no. The white people in Manitoba are drunks too, myself included. I spent many years there. Alcohol. I was the town uh, drunk of Winnipeg. Oh my god. Okay, population seven hundred thousand. I was the guy with and the, the pants out peeing drunk. in the middle of the street. Oof. So, anyways, anyways, I'm up there. And this is a town with 200 people in it. Yeah. And I had these two girls in my class that wanted to go to prom with me. Wow. And, yeah. It's two more than I had. Wow. <laughs> but they were they were the two white girls, and they were fighting over me. Like, they, they literally fought. Because, again, wow. it's the North. And one was, it was in a convenience store, you know? Like, one of them worked at the convenience <laughs> store, so the other one showed up there was like, bitch, I want to take the white guy to prom. And then she's like, no, I am. And I didn't say yes to either one of them. You know, I'm a... I'm a wild beast. You can't tame this. I'm a deer in a meadow. And so they were fighting over me. And the one girl opens up a, a, a four gallon or sorry, a gallon jug of milk and throws it. Wow. Starts, they're fighting with Jeez. milk now. And milk way up north is Very super expensive. expensive. Yeah. And she's just dumping out dollars on this woman, you know. <laughs> and then, you know, I told my dad about it and he's like. Let me tell you something. <laughs> it's not going to be like this forever. <laughs> and I was like, no, dad. Women are fighting over me. No, dad. It's going to be forever, for life. This forever. And then like two months later, I go to college and it was not like that at all. Like, fuck. Now I'm the fucking demographic. Jesus. Now I'm just back to regular shitty white guy. Fuck. But up north, hot commodity. That was great. But, you know, that's, that's, that's like Canadian... That's the Canadian South is the Canadian North. Oh, my God. It's the South of the North. Yeah. yeah. Everyone makes $3 an hour. So, definitely snow Mexicans. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, you said it, not me. More, more in common with Mexicans than we thought. Hell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, that is... I, I, I'm apprehensive to say jokes like that, you know. Which is to, totally to fine. It's it totally fine. Laugh, it's okay. We're friends, so you can laugh at it. And it's fine. I can it's laugh like, at it, but like we're friends having a conversation. But there's going to be people downloading this, being like, what the fuck? Dave, Dave? Eagle's a racist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> and then okay. what are you going to say? It's okay. My friend's Mexican. <laughs> that's going <laughs> <sound even, laughs> to be even worse. <laughs> oh, that's, that's already what's happening. Uh, at least it's, it's not like OC. It's okay. I, I employ a bunch of Mexicans. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Combined, I pay minimum wage. <laughs> <laughs> for one person, for 20 people. It's fine. But I feel like comedy is a hard genre to, to really break. See, I don't act. I am one of those douchebags that always gets offers oh. for like little parts. Oh. And I always say, go fuck yourself. Because I'm a terrible oh. actor. I'm ugly as sin. I also hate being on set. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like stand around all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm good. Dude, I love being on set. I do. I, I'm trying trying to get into acting. Um, I do like I do. I do a bunch of back uh, background stuff. I've been in like Silicon Valley. I've been in uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. No, I saw you on It's Always Sunny. Actually, <laughs> Is that Hector? That's Hector. <laughs> me and Cassie were watching that, and we. Li- I I was like, hold up, and there you were. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, it's kind of hard to miss me. I'm a really big dude. You're a good background actor. Like you were you were whispering something to your to the person in the theater. Uh, so yeah, we got uh, the star of "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" with us. <laughs> yeah, totally. It was it was a great one. People don't know is that on that scene, I actually had somebody to the left of me. But when they say when you do background work, if you're doing like you're supposed to just say with some mouth, 
peas and carrots, peas and carrots, peas and carrots. People think you're talking. But I what if you say, my... shut, fuck shit, piss, alligator? No, I looked at the dude on my left. I'm like, I hope this is over soon. I really have to take a huge shit. And he laughed, and they moved him. So because he laughed, because he laughed, they had to reshoot so you're the just whole scene. Ejecting people, you're so, denying people their drinks. Was he Mexican by chance? No, it was a white guy. I'm so I felt oh, so bad. Oh, good. Well, he deserved it. Yeah, but no, but like, and it's just it's just so much fun being it. And but like with stuff like that, like acting is great, doing music stuff like that. But comedy is the hardest form of entertainment because you have to constantly come out with new things. There's no 20 year anniversary of Dave Chappelle killing him softly. There's yeah. no fucking 20 year anniversary of fucking Kevin Hart doing whatever like that, you know? Like you once you do your comedy thing, that's it. It's done. You or like 20 20 year anniversary of Dave Weasels. <laughs> yeah. Like one time I farted in in class <laughs> when the teacher was doing attendance 20 years ago and she was like, "Dave," and I farted. <laughs> it farted. <laughs> and so yeah, there's no tour of that. No. But you're right though. Like any other genre is timeless. Comedy yes. not so much. No. You got to keep that shit going. And it's hard if you ask actual actors that have won awards and shit, what's the hardest genre to do? Comedy. Yeah. It's fucking hard to be funny. Mm-hmm. Because you have to appeal to everybody. You have to you have a theater full of people, conservative, liberal, whatever, wherever. You have to have these different people from very different walks of life to come together and at the same moment find one thing funny. That's true, but only if you're going into a crowd that's not there for you. So if you're that's Hector, true, yeah. they're not there for you. But for me, it's cool. Yeah. Because I go in. Dick and fart in a microphone. On the, and they'll fucking they'll just laugh at it. It's fine. No. They know what they want. Although I do have a, I have a very divided audience. And this has happened to me that, all yeah. throughout my career. Where half of the people there are for farts in the microphone. <laughs> the other half are there for Trump jokes. And the two hate each other. Oh, of course. And I'm there being like, I don't do any of those in stand-up. <laughs> Now, it's it's fine. Um, he who shan't be named. Thou shalt not be named. The big problem in big comedy time. right now said that to me. Oh, no. Okay. I you know, that. when all my bros were getting famous from being on his podcast and shit. And it's cool. Uh, no. he. I don't blame him for this. I'm not, I was never on his radar. But I did uh, this one. There was a show where he said... Uh, stop doing political shit. Yeah, I've got that. I've got that advice a lot from people that don't matter, though. So this guy really matters. Yeah, really I'm matters. Say his name, and then and and he didn't even look up from his phone when he said that. And by the way, his phone was kind of tilted, so I could see who he's texting. And yeah, it was Whitney Cummings. <laughs> okay, all right, hell yeah. And he's like, stop doing the political shit. I'm like, oh, but I don't. I do on Twitter, but like, if yeah. You, if you just look up from your phone for five seconds, you'll see. If you pay attention to other comics. on stage, I don't do that. Uh, and and he was just like, don't just lay off the political shit. That's my advice. And I didn't ask for his advice, but whatever. <laughs> unsolicited, but hey, his advice, you know. Oh, it's all unsolicited. But it is hard. It's hard in comedy to do to 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 make a living and stay relevant, like you were saying. Yeah. Uh, here's only thing you have to constantly put on new stuff. Like that's right. And unless that's... you're Green Day, you're putting out like three albums in a year. Like it's fine, whatever. But it's like the same song. They they they're like the Simpsons. Green Day, and that they're almost a parody of themselves at this point. And they're just like, here's us pretending to be a Green Day cover band doing Green Day songs <laughs> as originals. I actually love Green Day. I had a chance to meet uh, Trey Cool because my cousin is a friend with Trey Cool's wife. And Trey Cool's wife is in a band. 
And when I first moved to California, my cousin was like, Hector, you want to come to Trey Cool's wife's uh, show? Um, Trey Cool's going to be there. I know you love Green Day. And I'm like, bro, first, I'm poor. I had no money. I moved from Iowa to California. Second, I was like a super huge fan. If I talked to Trey Cool about, yeah, man, I know that when you started drumming, you didn't have cymbals on your drums. And then you stole your drum leader's cymbals. And I'm like, that would be way too creepy. I wasn't ready for it. I was not ready for meeting somebody famous that I loved. Like, and but that's what's real cool thing about like doing comedy. You meet so many people, and uh, my dad does radio for, uh, for uh, like salsa radio and all that stuff. And he meets like makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> dick. So and he like met like Celia Cruz and he interviewed Jennifer Lopez. And, makes sense. <laughs> and uh, he said, actually, you just gotta treat these people like normal people. And I heard that advice way too late because I would have loved to have hung out with Trey Cool. Well, don't feel too bad because. <laughs> I'm usually the one telling people, all right, there's going to be famous people there. Be fucking chill. Be fucking cool. But then, like, again, I'm not going to mention names. I'm not even going to tell that one horror story. But, like, I'm not, I'm not good around famous people because I don't know what to say. And I just say nothing. And then they're like, who's that fucking weird guy who didn't talk? Oh, I know, right? I don't even like famous people. Oh, man. Because they're not even human beings. Dude, you know I love I mean? people. I feel like I would talk to, like, I would talk to, like, fucking a famous person the same that I talked to the cashier at freaking Arco, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, anybody. You're I talk stopping to... everyone's business. You know what you are? You're like a golden <laughs> retriever. Just oh, my put God. Just your face in everyone's crotch. And I'm just dumb. No, you're more <laughs> like a chihuahua dumb. because, you know. No, chihuahuas, I fucking can't stand. <laughs> I am not tiny like a chihuahua. What was it? Was it Shaquaddle? No. It's no, you're a... Samoan. <laughs> I'm Samoan. I'm really hoping Brian Callen asks me Again, about you Samoan. can see Brian Callen at Jam in the Van on hey. February 22nd. Dude, 22, 22. <laughs> yeah, Tuesday. it is. Yeah, yeah. Two, two, two. It is a Tuesday. It's, no, it's Tuesday. Oh, you gotta come. Okay. I'm not supposed to give this code out. <laughs> We're now 43, 44 minutes into this. So if you're listening, go and buy your ticket right now. Right now. And use code WEASEL. W-E-A-S-E-L, two for one. That's the number two, F-O-R, the number one. And you will get two tickets for the price of one. One. But you didn't hear that from me, even though I said it on podcast. Who, who are you? Why am I here? What's I happening? kidnapped uh, Reseda. 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 I, I don't know. Every time I see you, I just want to call you a different name. It is great. It's fantastic. I have uh, my my favorite friends are ones that are named Shelby because Shelby is fantastic to like mix the words around. So I'm oh like, no, dude, that was Helsby. my uncle's dog's name. Really? A girl beat me up when I pointed that out. Oh my god! Right for true story. There's a girl I work with when I was like a year into massage therapy, and uh, her name was Shelby. I'm like Helsby, Belshi, Schlebby, anything that I could make from her name. I called her anything but Shelby, and I love that name so much. Well, like I said, not me because that was my <laughs> uncle's dog's name. And then there was a girl at my school. And you know me, I'm a spark. So you I was like, hey, listen, lady. Uh, and she was, so in grade four, you're, when you're, whatever, nine years old, you're the same height as the other girls. Yeah. Girls can beat up boys. Yep. That's my excuse. Yep. So anyways, I, I pointed that out to her, I don't know, 90 times. And then one day <laughs> she had enough of it. And her friend like laid the beats on me. Fair enough. Beat the shit out of you. And so I told my mom about it, who called the school, and they were like, well, he was making fun of her for having the same name as his uncle's dog. <laughs> and then, like, so my mom is way younger than the rest of her siblings. So my uncle was way older, and her his kids were uh, 
you know, way older. Yeah. Like adults. And they're like, we heard you got beat up by a girl. And I was, you know, I have no shame. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Like it was for saying that uh, her name's the same, the same name as Shelby. Good old Shelby Poppers. Shelby Poppers. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, that's kind of weird. And this is my fucking cousin who's a nurse. Yeah. Busting what? my balls for getting <laughs> beat up by a girl. Well, dude, I grew up with two Latinas. That wasn't like... even the first time I got beat up by a girl. Well, by consent. You grew up with two Latinas? Yeah, my sister, my older sisters. I got my ass whooped by them constantly. So if any time I ever, like, I was in, like, I did karate when I was younger. I did, like, taekwondo. Not like, good got... enough. No, not good enough. As soon as they take out those hoop earrings, you're done. Hold my, hold my baby. Girl, hold my baby. It's fucking, oh, it's, it's, it's over. It's over. Yeah, man, you must have been an uncle when you were three years old. I should be a grandpa by the time I was 26, but you know what? I beat, I beat, you got to move on from it. You know, you got to beat the, uh, the stereotypes and I'm 32 with no kids. So something's wrong with me. I feel like you got kicked in the balls by your Mexican sisters too many times <laughs> that you can't reproduce. I've never tried. It's like you said, 32. Yeah. Something wrong with me. You're actually quite young. See, I'm 30. <laughs> How old I'm am 37. I? I think I, I, for two weeks, I thought I was 37 turning 38, and I thought, oh, God, 38. And then Brandon told me, no, dude, you're turning 37. Is that how old we're and getting, I, dude? I gained an extra year. Jesus. Oh, my God. Here's the thing, bro. The years they start go by. coming, they and they just... don't stop coming. Bend to like, the rules and hit the ground running. 32 to 37 you know? is nothing. Oh, my God, dude. Like, uh. you thought it was nothing from 25 to now? Oh, there was so much time. But I dude. feel like it was nothing. I feel like I was Ugh. 25 yesterday. I remember that. I, I remember the first time I did stand-up. Yeah? And I feel like I'm that same age. I am wow. definitely not. yeah. What did they say? Age is just a number as long as it's over 18, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that <laughs> holds up in court. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Anyways, it is, it is tough being um, a comedian and Mexican and Canadian. But it was like you were saying... Sorry, to just go to touch on a point earlier. Uh, you you have to be as a comedian, constantly putting out new material. Always. And it doesn't always. matter what medium you follow. If you're if you're mm-hmm. a stand up, if you're making movies, like I'm sorry, but when you watch the forty year old version now compared to what it was back then, you're like, oh god, these jokes are twenty years old. Mm-hmm. Boner Jams two thousand three is a classic. <laughs> yes, you're a woman's breasts, and they feel like. A bag of sand. Classic, but that's because we live in Southern California, where half of the tits are a bag of sand. And God bless them. But God the bless day, every single one of you that do that. I uh, People forget about comedians if they don't stay relevant. That's true. why. Here's here's what I'm considering as a new strategy. Do it. So uh, in 2008, when my when my daughter was born, I dropped an album just yeah. of four prank phone calls I had. <laughs> and to this day, that carries me. It was four prank phone calls, number one on the Billboard comedy chart, five weeks in a row. What's up? And that is the way to stay relevant. All you need is 20 minutes every year, release it as an album. That's how you stay on top. He was doing crank calls after Crank Anchors was done. You know, like that Sorry, was... I will never do that again, but I will, I will do stand up. Because <laughs> I did release, um, I, uh, just on Spotify, a four minute bit about emotional sport dogs. Yeah. Millions of streams. Hell yeah. And, and Everybody loves dogs. It paid 19 cents. Jesus. Yeah. 19 cents? 19 cents. Yeah. That's like $3. Dollars. That's $3, bro. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, if I went back to Iowa with that 19 cents, 
No, I think on Spotify, I had a total of six tracks. So the album with four tracks, wow. some other bullshit, and I had seven tracks on there that totaled all together like three and a half million streams. Maybe $10,000 at most. But not even all at once. Like yes, spread, spread out over, out years. over years. Ugh. But, but if I were to release seven tracks every year, you know, that's a boost in income. And yeah, I feel like a... that, is, that is the way of the future. Um, because that is purely audio. Yeah. Because I did have a lot of stand-up clips. A lot of them went crazy viral on uh, Facebook. But I deleted them because I was going to drop a stand-up album. And I don't want people being like, oh, I heard that. I bit. heard that joke before. Because yeah. they do that. Yeah. And so I deleted them. Never released the album because, I don't know. It was whatever. Life got in the way. No, Semantics. I just, I, I could. I, I'm just lazy. Um, I feel that. And too afraid to fail. <laughs> oh, you got to fail, no, bro. Okay, okay, you okay. got to fail. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, I just feel like it's. I could do it so much better now. Yeah. Uh, but regardless, Jam in the Van... Where you can catch me and Hector yeah, on I'm February twenty second. Uh, we're gonna be dropping some stand up albums through Jam in the Van. It'll be great. Uh, some compilations, actually. You're gonna see or hear rather some of your favorite comedians. Everyone doing five minutes at a time. Some big fat swinging dick tracks. I think that is the way of the future. The biggest of dicks. The fuck do I know? But that's what we're gonna be doing. You'll hear Hector on there. I'm excited uh, to see Kate Quigley's big dick. I'm really am. Oh, I'm dude, excited to see that thing. Kate Quigley is her dick is her metaphorical dick is huge. I bet swinging dude. everywhere. I bet. I saw her at the at the football game a couple weeks ago. Shout to Mario for the box seats, but she uh, she was there with Brad Williams. Yeah, jumped in our suite, had a good time. That's fantastic. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like that's that sounds like it's weird. When, when you say <laughs> me and this other woman and a midget got together <laughs> and had a good time, no, it was a great time. They're they're hilarious, awesome people. Shout out to Brad Williams. Uh, he's hilarious. I love him. One of the best. Like I, his and and he's got a very unique perspective on life. I got into him and we were like I was watching Medium and that was really great. He was great. He was a drug dealer and it was Medium? great. Medium. Yeah. What's that? Uh, it was with I think it was Medium. Where is it? Where uh, the one guy from uh, uh, Sons of Tucson? I believe that's where he's from. I can't remember his name, but uh, he he's a medium and uh, he talks to ghosts. And Danny DeVito's daughter's in it, and uh, it was really cool. And uh, he was a uh, yeah, he was a drug dealing. Uh, that's not an ABC show. No, it was a Hulu show. It was a Hulu oh, show. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you don't go you fuck Hulu. Well, that's cool that he was on that. But yeah, he's he's a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Because to tell you something, Kate and and Brad came into the suite. People on both sides were freaking out. Like, of the suite. So these really? were all a bunch of rich douchebags at an L.A. Rams playoff football game. Uh, They're freaking out. Brad Williams, Kate Quigley. Uh, and I was like, Dave Weasel? <laughs> Me? I'm nope. here too. <laughs> I got to go with you one of those games. It looks like so much fun. They look like so oh, yeah. much fun. Oh, football, like, I, I really got into it this year. Diehard San Francisco 49ers fan. Since he has a hat on, if you guys don't know. Yep, got the hat on still. Black on black. Yep. Sexy as fuck. But they uh, they were eliminated by the Rams. Anyways, I, I do love football. I just, I got out of it for a few years, you know? Mm -hmm. And I got back into hockey. And this year, I've been more into football than hockey. Which yeah? Which is an insane thing to say. For a Canadian, dude, yeah. seriously. Like, geez, well, that's like your national freaking, besides curling. 
A Go lot of people don't know this, but the NFL is the second biggest sport. Or sorry, NHL or NFL? NFL. NFL. It goes goes hockey, specifically the NHL, and then the NFL. Because we have our own football league, but the NFL is still more popular in Canada. Wow. Wow, really? Yeah, and then it's curling, and then it's badminton. (laughs) And then it's uh, we just throw frozen moose diarrheas at each other. That sounds like a hell of a time. Oh, that's a great sport. Yeah, I played for the uh, Winnipeg Broken uh, Beer Bottles. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So, again, if you haven't gathered, Hector is going to be at the Dave Weasley and Frank show. He's excited. Kate Quigley, Brian Callen, Jamie Kennedy, Jenny Johnson, Faisal Lawrence, and Kenan Kaya. Kenan. I think I got everybody by memory that time. You did. I'm actually very proud of you for that. Go to jamintheband.com and get your tickets again. Do it. For my listeners at this point only, you can use code WEASEL241. That's the number two, F-O-R, the number one, and get two tickets for one. That's supposed to just be for friends. But you're all friends right now. But you guys are my friends. And you can follow Hector at 5Burritos at F-I-V-E Burritos. You can't spell burritos. Okay. On Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, spell it out for everybody. B-U-R-R-I-T-O-S. Well, I feel like... <laughs> I'm not going to be racist. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. I have, a, I have a brown friend. It's fine. It's okay. We are at you in Newport Beach, California. Hector. The noobs. Do you got anything else to say to everybody? No, man. You guys just have fun and just anything you want to do, you can do it. You know, Don't listen to people telling you you can't. Let me tell you something. You can't do it. <laughs> it is trash. You're going to go out there and fail. Life is hard. It's garbage. Do a bunch of drugs. Get drunk. Come to our show and make it a little more bearable. You do a little more drugs. Yeah, that's fine. Do a little more drugs for me. Do a bump for me. Park Beach, California. The noobs. We are the Valley Boys. Valley of. Boys. Yeah, you're an honorary Valley Boy. I mean, you're Mexican. Peace <laughs> out. Peace.